Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Lauren Barra and I are talking about the prolific Batman story, Batman Dark Victory, by one of the all-time greatest comic book collaborative teams, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. You may need to know that this episode is actually a sequel. If you haven't heard our episode on Batman The Long Halloween, I highly recommend going and listening to that, and even listening to Catwoman When in Rome before that one. So, there's some previous Cameron Reads Comics content that may help bridge some gaps if you are coming into this episode fresh. Just a warning, there are going to be full and complete spoilers for Batman Dark Victory, so consider yourself warned. As always, remember to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Cameron Reads Comics, and make sure to clobber the like and subscribe buttons, as well as leave me a 5-star rating and review on iTunes. In this sequel to the legendary Batman The Long Halloween, another mystery killer has sprouted in Gotham City, but it's not the town we all quite knew. Once a place controlled by organized crime, Gotham City suddenly finds itself being run by lawless freaks, such as Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, and the Joker. It is still early in Batman's crime-fighting career, but the Dark Knight is on the verge of completing this transformation into the city's greatest defender. However, nothing he has experienced thus far, not even a new sidekick named Robin, will prepare him for the Hangman. With the murders reminiscent of the holiday killing spree just a year ago, Batman will have to call on every one of his detective instincts to solve a mystery that goes even deeper and more dangerous than any he's ever faced before. Alrighty, Lauren, and welcome back to Cameron Reads Comics. Hi. Hi. So, Lauren, you know what? Lauren's actually one of the first guests where I've gotten gnarly feedback on. When Lauren... (laughs) What does that mean? No, no, no. This is why. That came out wrong. Obviously, I host a lot of my friends on here, but... I I had like a long conversation and and so many I went to a, a, a Lauren's birthday party and so many of her friends oh, were yeah. just like oh you're the guy with the podcast and I'm like uh yeah because I don't really talk <laughs> about this and so Lauren Lauren draws a crowd and then they they're all like oh yeah listen now it's really interesting and da, 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 da. and I was like oh my gosh like wow thank you for validating me in this you thing were like wow this is sick I, I like, feel so important I'm like I'm famous <laughs> right? you know friends support other friends and I just. I spread the word. You know what? I have no friends that listen to this, so thank you. No, just kidding to all my friends that do listen and all the friends of Lauren that are going to listen. Hello. Hey, guys. (laughs) Hope you enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is really important to note that the other two, uh, two other books that we read on here, like are super relevant to this. Obviously, this is a sequel to Batman Long Halloween, but we have an entire arc of Catwoman that it's like, in this one, we don't know what's going on. So it's funny that you say that because I knew that the... What was the one that we read that was Holiday? Uh, When in Rome. No, 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 but I'm talking about the other one. Long Halloween. Long Halloween. 
yes, where Holiday is introduced. Yes. Um, I forget the connection, but when in Rome, Catwoman went in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that does coincide with this, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Yeah. Okay. I have a part that I really like that I think is related to when in Rome. It is. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it is. And I don't know. I really. Because I read them out of sequence. Like, I've read Dark, I've read Long Halloween, I've read Dark Victory a bunch of times, and then Catwoman went in Rome, I think I've only read it, like, twice. And so, that one coinciding, you know, I probably read it three years or something after I'd read this, and so it just went over my mm, head, the okay. relation, and I think that one came out, so... Long Halloween, I think, was like 97, 98. This one was 99, 2000. And I think When in Rome was like 2005. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, like publishing-wise when they came out. So I forget, the person who wrote When in Rome, same as these people? Same same team. Okay. They did, yeah. Like, it's just, and that's why it sold so much, because it's almost like a sequel, prequel kind of thing. Because after this, for the most part, the other stories with Batman they do together... And besides those two, they don't kind of relate to this universe. Was this a well-received storyline? It's not bad, I think. I think this is kind of, I guess, my overall feelings. I just think this is one of those classic examples where the sequel doesn't uh, quite hit the same mark the first one did. And, like, with that story, I think it's, like, impossible to hit that mark. So... I think that's that's what happened. So you think that um, Dark Halloween? Long Halloween. Shoot. You're fine. You're, you literally just combined the titles. You thought Long Halloween was like way better than this one? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Um, but also, too, the big spoilers, it's hard to reread these. And like I've probably read this thing like four times. Mm, it's hard yeah. to reread because I'm like, I know. You know what happens. I know what happens. And but like, don't you feel like that kind of makes the reading the second time fun? I didn't feel that way in this t- this this way around. But mm. also, like, I think there's other things that happen in the story that really make it work for me. And so... Can you remind me in Dark Halloween? Long Halloween. Jeez. <laughs> it'll come... <Yeah. laughs> it's never going to happen. I don't know. You're fine. In Long Halloween, what was the spoiler at the end? Uh, so spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> exactly. Spoiler. Wow. <laughs> Spoiler warning <laughs> for Log Halloween. Uh, you've been warned. Okay. It is Gilda did it. Yeah, Harvey's wife was the, was the, was the holiday mur- killer. But I, didn't we debate that? We did. It was up for debate, but I don't know. I don't think you received that. I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> I literally, that's my number one story about Batman Long Halloween is they kind of show her. Well, because I think... The, I and no the, one knows that, right? No, no. They literally start... The first thing Batman says in, like, issue number one of this one is Al- Alberto Falcone is Holiday. And that's, right. And that's when I read that, and I was like, but he wasn't Holiday, so that's why I'm confused. And then I... The, yeah, the killer I got away. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's what happened here. And, and it was Gilda. Yeah. And, and then we never saw Gilda again, which is good. You thought that added to the story. Oh, I did not need to see her and be like, oh my gosh, Gilda's back. Like, no, mm. like she needs to go away because the, the way they ended her story, I, I was thinking, you know, this one just made me think about the first one a lot, which I'm like, I don't know if I want a sequel to do that quite. Like, mm. I want the sequel like, to make... it's just reminding, like, you wanted it to stand on its own. Yeah, I wanted it, okay, it took those pieces and then like, let's move them forward. And I felt like it was digging a lot like backwards. But I... Uh, 
How did I you, really how did liked you? it. Good, good. No, yeah. like Lauren, this is my fourth read through. So, so and, and yeah. I'm glad. And this thing, there's a lot of other things that like I loved about the story. And so don't get me wrong. It's just like, oh, I don't think it's as good as the first one. But remember, I, I think I gave the first one like an 11 out of 10. So no, that's right. Yeah. It's like you're like knocked out of the park. Okay. So wait, then let's just get into it for you. Like what? Did, how'd you feel about it? I will say it was really, it felt long. This one, okay, I think what's collected in, and I gave Lauren, because I'm a good friend, the absolute edition to read, because good friends do that. Good friend. And, um, oh yeah, no, it doesn't have it. Okay, so there's a, there's a, a zero issue, meaning like it's issue zero before issue number one, and then uh, this one was one through 13, the last one was one through 12, or it might have been 13, I don't remember. It, this one was longer, though, because the first and last issues were both, like, 48 pages. Yeah, so it did feel long, but what I will say is that it felt like a interesting, plot-twisty, kind of like the first one story, but I liked that they really hit on Batman, and Batman being, like, the narrator, essentially, throughout the whole story. Yeah. Which I liked. You did? Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't know if I liked that. I felt Batman was very grumpy. And he is he Batman. He is, and he's going through it. He is. He you is. Know? You're not wrong. I'm like, I was like, man, like you, I just felt like he wasn't a very likable narrator. And I don't think we are, as the audience, I don't think Batman is supposed to be a likable guy. Yeah, I don't feel like we're supposed to perceive him as a likable guy. I feel like it's more, we don't get that insight that often. And maybe I liked it because we didn't really get that in When in Rome. So to have the flip side of how he felt towards Selena ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I think they had a lot of one liners that really landed. Yeah, that's the one thing I, I really love about this team is that Jeff Loeb does not put a lot of words on the page. He really mm. lets like, like Tim sale visually tell the story and he lets the audience, like the readers like connect the dots. And so, for, you know, whatever writing I felt like, you know, was lacking. The art obviously made up for tenfold. And I think the one thing that stuck out about, like, this book to me was how timeless the art is. Yeah. Like, this is made in 2000, and there are definitely 2000s comics that are very dated. I do not think this is dated whatsoever. I think every set piece still works. It's not like anyone pulls out a clunky cell phone or something. Oh, and it I see what it. you're saying. It's okay. so t- you could you could pick this up and I, you couldn't if you hadn't known. But like you wouldn't know what year this was. You could have I could have told you this was made last year. You know, and you would be like, wow, yeah, you're right. You Do know? you appreciate that in a comic? Oh yeah, I I don't like when they try and lean and movies, or like TV when they try and lean too much on a cultural like. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it can really just take me out of the story, and I'm like, no, don't like let this thing be on its own. I've I don't think I've ever thought about that before. There's, I mean, besides like really evident product placement, you mm-hmm. know, but I don't think I've ever thought about that as like a quality of something before. So with movies and TV, there's if you watch them specifically, like there's moments where they will be completely like dated. You can tell, like if you were to go like watch like with the fashion and with like all you know, there's so many factors like external factors that are just product of when they were made, and you can kind of eyeball when they were made. There's comics like that where the art style and what's in and what's then is very much subject to like when it was created and what was in at the time. And I think we're falling into some of those tropes right now in the comic book market, which isn't a bad thing. It's just like, it's a modern thing. Like, you know, that's, 
That's how it's going to be. That's how culture is going to be. But when I read this, the thing that stands out about Tim Sale's artwork is that it works in every generation. Mm. <clears throat> I think that's, yeah, I think that's true. I feel like the, what I did like, and I think I forgot this maybe about the long Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, uh, the villains were all featured, right? Yeah. And then they all make a comeback. Yeah. Which I liked. Um, and I feel like in this one, well, yeah. it, it happens in both. Yeah. Yeah. No, I one. liked it. I liked it in this one. And, um, it, it almost, it was really nice. I think it's the first time where I've, I think read now like the third of a series and it's like kind of the mm-hmm. same art and it feels familiar and it felt yes. like comfy. It is. That's a yeah. good way to put it. Yeah. It felt familiar. Um, and I agree with you that like the use of less words was better. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, they, they, they just are so in sync and it's mm-hmm. so special in that way because wow, we can really see like what they can do. And so, um, is, is there a character that, character's design in this book like stylistically that stuck out to you the most like maybe it was a villain or maybe it was batman or you know whoever two-face man really you like i like yeah no that's i that's think a, they nail it oh my gosh Two-Face. and i so think cool. they nail the um choice of which side they use or both sides like i thought his face looks gnarly yeah um i really liked him i i always love the way that they do selena I, I am not, I don't know. How you didn't much like I, this one. I, I didn't like her suit. Yeah. That's the one I'm like, I but don't I know. I liked how, her style. I like her suit. I just don't I know. like Selena. I didn't like Catwoman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like, you know who I love stylistically. I think also what's, what's so funny about this is it's so like, there's such a, a, a major shadow that Tim sale casts on Batman and, um, with his look like it they've tried to make action figures and statues based on this and i really don't like the way any of them look really isn't that so interesting because i don't think it could ever nail like how he depicts anything in his art because i think he's such a powerful artist that it's 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 crazy though i don't think it translates well off of the page Hmm. like this is the exact medium in which we're supposed to experience it and again that's just another thing i noticed and so his like if they, I really like the Mister Freeze look. Um, he's the guy. With, he's Frozen Gun, in this book. Frozen Gun. Yeah, he like has a gun that freezes things. Oh. Like you saw when when uh, Harvey had Carmine Falcone behind him frozen. That's from Mister Freeze's. Gun. Oh yeah, I liked Gilda. Was she, right. She wasn't in this book. Oh shoot! I'm sorry. Thinking of Sophia. Uh, yes. She, she looks scary. She is. She was gnarly. Yeah, that part when she like takes off her hair and she's just like, <laughs> you know, Dang, Lord just hissed at me. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so scary. Is that the part? Who's with her in that part? Harvey, Batman? She's, no, she t- well she takes it off multiple times. She like literally, I think she does it in front of Alberto. Yeah, and then but the first time it's like really ooh. scary. Yeah, I think I think it's with Alberto, um, or her her other brother. When you first read it, did you think that she was? The hangman? No. Really? No. Who do you think it was? I don't know. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. It's I get I give a spoiler warning for everyone. Okay, okay, okay. Um I don't know who I thought it was. Oh, I think that they kind of I thought it was going to be uh Porter. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh she is it's definitely her. 
Um, and we'll talk about what they did with her arc because I don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, I don't. I don't. It's just that one fell flat. I think there's a couple things. Um, you know, I'm glad we talked about Jeff or Tim Sales art because I just love him and I think he is so wonderful. And I just, I don't, I, on this podcast, I don't know if I give the artists as much love as I want to because I always I think want you do. I want to mention them every single episode because like they're usually, and that's why I choose these books. You know, it's half the reason why because I just love the art styles. And so I'm like, ooh, there's not enough good things I could say about. Tim Sale and I he's one of those artists where I picked up his work at first like I glanced at it like in a, a Barnes and Noble when I used to buy comics there and I was like oh I really don't like the way that looks like wow and, 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 and look how things change and it's when I spent my time with it like you know when I he when I let him when you sub, like submerge yourself immerse yourself that's what I'm looking for immerse immerse yourself into his work it really just like what it blew my mind because when you it it fits narratively with this like tonally so well. I know you always go over this, but Tim sales is the artist. Mm -hmm. Tim sales, the artist, Jeff loves the writer. And, and that's, it's pretty rare. Like I think I don't want to get this wrong, but I think that Tim sale is the one who, uh, I think he colors all of his own pages too, which is pretty rare. Like usually it'll be an artist who pencils the books. Then you'll have an inker that inks over the pencils and then they will submit that to a colorist. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And so, um, there's usually like it's a big team effort and it's always special when you have an artist like some some guys will be artist writers and they'll do like you know the writing and the art which is really cool and then they'll ink over it too because a lot of artists do their own inks but um a lot a lot you know will some some if they're doing it digitally will do their own colors too mm. so they'll just submit the full pages and it, it's a process i forget so let's say i'm releasing this do they complete the full 13 issues? No. It's monthly. So like, this series took place over a year. Right. But when they created it, did they finish the 13 and then release them? Or oh, are no, they no, like no. making them as they go? Let's say uh, they, I'd say, and I don't work in the industry. Right. They have, and they have anywhere from uh, three to four months before, or like six months usually. Before so, the release of like the first one? Yeah. Okay. So they'll have leeway and like they'll like, cause they'll pitch it. They'll pitch the story and like, you know, w after the commercial success of the first one, they definitely had the green light. Oh, sure. Of course. You know, for something like this. And so, um, yeah, I'm looking it up too. T I don't think it doesn't say anyone else's name, but Tim Sale. He just does it all. I love him. <laughs> that makes me think he painted this, which is like, oh, I love him even more. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, what am I trying to say? But yeah, so they they had their leeway, and I don't know too. I'm very, we're very spoiled. You have to know too, because I'm I read monthly comics, meaning like I have a pull list subscription, and I just am reading books, comic books all the time, like monthly, and so I just get a chapter a month, and this we get all thirteen at once, and so could, yeah. could you imagine waiting for a year to find out who oh. Hangman was or who Holiday was or da da da? I feel like uh. Like, just as a commentary, like, I love to binge stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, when they give the buildup, it's, like, even better. Yeah, yeah. It is. So, I appreciate binging this, but I'm sure it was really, or maybe it was satisfying or not satisfying to find out that it was Sophia. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was. Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. Spoiler. Um, so, how do you, how, for you, did this one stack up against the first one that you read? So, Long Halloween. Um, or how did, how did you feel about the momentum it had going into it? I thought it was, I mean, I liked the arc of 
Batman and oh man, I'm gonna forget his name. The chief. Oh, Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. I liked that arc of them exploring what what their life was and yeah. who they are in reference to Harvey. Yeah, yeah, that's a real. That, I, I like that. Like, I like the way you worded that. They and and they had two completely different ways of going about grief. You know. Oh yeah. In losing their friend, um, which in the first one I think it was really it was like more like justice and what does that mean and how mm-hmm. does it relate to how, what Batman does and what Gordon does but in this one it was like grief and how they handle that and how that incorporates into both of their identities so it was there they felt like two completely different stories though I think the the theme of this book that was handled so well like whether or not I don't think the mystery was the thing that got me I don't think I, 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 didn't, I don't think so either I didn't love the mystery and I loved the mystery of the first one with this one I think that my favorite part was understanding how because the ramifications of the first book where Batman feels lonely. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know what I mean? Like, he was coping with loneliness. He's like, I really am alone. I almost gave up my identity to this guy who now, like, could you imagine? Like, his yeah. world spin. Could you imagine if he did that? And so, um, and him grappling with that. And then, I mean, that was my favorite moment, actually, when Alfred says, you know what the worst part about being, is, being alone is, is that you're alone. And I yeah. was like, oh, like, I was like, that was my favorite moment. Cause there I'm is a that. part I'm going to bring it up because I really liked it. And it relates to this where, oh yeah, Batman. It's like when he's going, when they're like drowning, I don't know. Yeah. Is he saving Grundy? Yes. Yeah. And he's like, each of us lost pieces of our lives and hid what was left in the dark. And then he was like, is this what I want for myself? A world that exists only in darkness. Is this how I honor my parents' memory? And he's just like, he's alone. And and he's grappling with that, right? Like, and he even mentioned later in the story, right? Like, he's like, yeah, Harvey Dent or Two-Faced or whatever is going at this alone. Mm-hmm. And he learned that from me. Yeah. And you're you're so right when you bring up, like, they're, they're understanding who they are in terms of their relationship with Harvey. Like, I love that because it's so true. Like, you know, that... Gordon's re-establishing his entire place in the Gotham City Police Department because of that, you know, and just the way that they're spinning out and coping with it is so different. And like, I think my favorite also, to bring up a point earlier, when we talked about art design, I think Commissioner Gordon looks perfect in this. I like, that is exactly how I think he looks. And I think Tim Sale again just nailed the character. Like his glasses that take up his face, I loved him. Um, But... Commissioner Gordon kind of spinning out of that. And you find out that uh, Barbara left with the kids and she's not there at all. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, how could that have happened? And, and he got bumped up to commissioner of the police department and all these things. And it's like, oh man, like they're both spinning, you know? And I think they're also both trying to understand where they fit in Gotham and what that means. As far as like, you know, both of them, like, they would do anything for Gotham the city, but then they're, like, losing themselves yeah. to the city. Yeah, and... and Just like Harvey Dent did. Yeah. No, you're... Dang, this is deep. Deep. Like this. I'm down with all this. But, yeah, I think... I, you, what I thought was a little bit odd, and I was having a hard time understanding and going along with, like, Harvey Dent losing his identity, like, the parts where Two-Faced was, like... Yeah, narrating. That's Harvey Dent. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, but 
Huh? The punny, you know, like the thing about Two Face is that like he's obsessed with the number two and like oh it, I didn't know that yeah like duality he has you know oh, a yeah. multiple personality disorder, um, it, in the sixties like it was very much I'm gonna rob two banks for two million dollars each and da, 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 and and like that was his whole shtick, and so the it, two yeah he was like just obsessed with even numbers or da da da. And so they kind of leaned into that a little bit in this one. There's a, there's like a pun that he said, oh, when Batman and him are in the Batcave and Batman like is punching him and he's like, stop. And then he says for the second time, stop. And I was like, I don't know why, but that just stuck out to me as like kind of punny, but also I'm like, no, that's very two-faced too though. Like it's subtle. And there was like a part where I, I can't remember where this was in the story where they're like, he's two-faced like can we trust what he's saying yeah was that when he was saying like no i'm not hangman yeah yeah when he when he was talking about i think they, they were trying to narrow it down to him and i never thought it was him like because that's that's just too off or, or maybe I, I read this in high school and not to knock any of our high school listeners but like i wasn't smart enough to know that that was so glaringly obvious <laughs> right it's like too obvious and so i think that happened when I think that he, that happened when, like, he was kind of, sta- oh, it, it, it must have been when Gordon almost got attacked. Like, when mm, Gordon right, got attacked and, the, and Harvey he, saved yeah, him. Yeah. And they're like, can we trust that he isn't the killer right now? Like, he wasn't the one who tried to put the noose around his neck? And so, you know. Do you feel like there was any ounce of Harvey Dent left? I think there is. Same. And I think that's what, because. But I think they could have, I think they could have, um done more with that yeah no i totally agree i just needed because and this is where comics can get like really really cool and this is where i just totally dork out is when there's moments like if you saw when two-face was talking the lettering was all gravelly yes i did notice that but i didn't know if i was like making that up in my mind no no that's and and the way they 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 use one in completely different typeface like font for joker when he talks now it's very cool but I thought that they could have done a very traditional style when Harvey's talking. Because you know where the word bubbles are coming from. They could have done one for Harvey and one for, like, the gravelly one for Two-Face. And that's how we as the audience mm. could have told. And I think that, that that could have been the thing that hurts Bruce the most. Is that, like, heart? Because I think that's what... I need the tragic Batman moment where he's like, oh, my gosh, my friend's gone. And, like, Harvey is just really, like, milking it almost. Even though he's, like, he's at war with himself visually, you know? And sorry, I just, because I I have to remember that Harvey kills. Uh, Carmine Falcone. Why again? Um, I think he wants to end the long Halloween. I don't remember that. I don't remember that happening, but everyone's like, he was dead. And so he shot him. He shot him in the neck. I couldn't tell you why. Yeah. I just see it feel, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. They're harping on that. Sorry, guys. Sorry to my fans. I don't. Remember. Go listen to that episode because we probably talked about it then. Yeah, we probably did. You know what we have not talked about a single bit at all? What? Is how Batman confronts the loneliness, and that is the origin of Robin. Robin. Yeah. Oh Dick. What? His name's Dick Grayson. I didn't know that. Wow. Well, I, I was going to ask how you. How was know, I supposed to know? I, I this, this is the thing, Lauren. That is just for me. Like, you have to understand, too, where I'm coming from. That has just been a part of my identity so <laughs> For much. so long. You're it like, just, you don't know who that is? I've never not known, you know? Oh, okay. Because he's also the Robin of all Robins. And that's not to say he's my absolute favorite Robin, but that's to say he is the standard. And, like, if you were to ask anyone 
of the public that isn't as interested as I was, they would only think there's one Robin and that would be who they're thinking of. So, cause there's like 15 Robins. I thought that this Robin was really young. He is. It, so this story, remember it kind of takes place at the very beginning of Batman's career. Oh. So let's say he's been Batman for like two or three years. Oh, I didn't know that. Just like, that's what long Halloween is. Cause remember you, you also have to re- like think about it too. Like, he doesn't have all his rogues yet. Like, he just got one of his biggest bads, which is Two-Face. And so then he now, you know, he's been doing this for a while. And then, you know, in, in the solo Batman title, like, if we're going historically, there's only, like, 11 issues of Batman before Robin came. He didn't even have a whole, like, 12 issues before he got a sidekick. And that's who Robin is. So, um, Shoot, I had a question, and now I'm going to forget it. I have questions for you about Robin. Did you know his origin? Because he only they the thing I loved, but also I thought was kind of limiting. They told Robin's origin in freaking like five pages. That's yeah, it. without any dialogue. Um, I had heard of it because I don't know. I watched like Batman. Teen Titans or oh, something. I don't know. So I did know about the the trapeze thing. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you could have gathered much from yeah. what they did. That's the one thing I was like, I was like, I don't know if she knows. Uh, so long story short. And, oh, my gosh, again, the way that they made this tie into this story, I thought, it, 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 when I think about, like, if I was to choose, I've heard this story told a million different times. Oh, the poison? Or, or the acid the on acid, the acid, I'm sorry. It's really more along the lines of, like, you know, in the comics, it was never quite, like, Tony Zuko was a part of the Maroni crime family and da-da-da. It was never like that. It was like, oh, yeah, here's some random gangster Tony Zuko killed, you know, he cut the ropes. Like, usually, like, he slipped the ropes on the trapeze act and so they were using unreliable ropes and then they did their act without a net and they fell to their deaths and and robin watched and bruce was in the audience that's kind of it and bruce is like oh i know what it's like to be that young and lose your parents bada bing bada boom you are my ward now and <laughs> you're robin and so that's kind of the lo- like the very short version of it but um the way that they did this one to make the maronis or the 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 zuko's tie in and like tony zuko trying to muscle out the Haley circus like and, but also simultaneously making it tie into the whole long Halloween thing. I'm like, I think that's the best way that could have been told because I don't like it being random. I like it being part of this grand thing that's happening. And like Robin, like, you know, Dick losing his parents was to Bruce a peripheral event. You know what I mean? He's trying to focus on like, you know, this year long killer that's been out and you know, now he, now he sees this kid go through a tragedy. And so if you're a comic fan, like, like, traditional comic fan that would that wouldn't have been lost on you but i was like i don't know if you know and this is no knock on you but you're, like, you're not that familiar with it yet no and so how did you like it i liked it i mean i wouldn't say i had some like significant i cried yeah no, i didn't i was like i don't think you did but i wouldn't say i had any like tie to it i f- yeah didn't i didn't feel any type of way about it I wasn't like, whoa, this is so interconnected. But I did think it was interesting with the acid. I was like, oh, okay, that's like yeah. a tie. Yeah, and then they use the same. They use the same kind of acid that they use in Harvey's face. I know, messed uh, up. Well, must they, be some good acid. I don't know. <laughs> that's messed up, but you know, like, this actually, this podcast is sponsored by that acid. <laughs> that acid. <laughs> Our sponsor, that acid. All right. Uh, promo code <laughs> promo code Zuko <laughs> but um yeah so and then this is the thing too if I, if I had one more critique about it I think that I would really like uh 
I wish we had more time with him because he came up like Robin. You know, they it was the it was, he's like the last what three issues? Yeah, it was, it was nine through thirteen was Robin, and then okay, and then he's really not even issue in issues like ten or eleven. He's like I just exist here, and that's it. Like he helped him with solve the mystery in issue twelve, which is like oh my god, like he's like duh. <laughs> He's like, maybe it's not none. Maybe it's nine. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. Well, because I love that Batman doesn't want him to be around. And when he inserts his two cents, it's a completely different perspective that Bruce could not have gathered on his own. And I absolutely love that. And it was, again, confronting that loneliness mm-hmm. by bringing him a partner. And then the story ends with him saying the oath that, like. Batman s- and Robin. And it, oh, man. And. I just loved it so much, and I love it that in my head too. Robin wears the costume that his parents, uh, the trapeze costume that he wore. Even though it's not, if anyone had seen that circus act, they'd know exactly who that is. But that's eh, different. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> but, um, okay, wait. So, are you do you like Robin though? I like him. I love him. I, I think it was like a unique Robin because I feel like I'm used to Robin being like yeah. a 20 year old guy. Yeah, exactly. It's like Robin know. in my head is supposed to be like 11. He's supposed to be. Su- yeah. So is this the like prototype or something? This is the first one. Yeah. Ever. First Robin. Ever. Dick Grayson. The guy. Like. Well, so. Okay. So in the comics, <laughs> if you want to go like that deep into it, like historically. So robin came out i think i think in 1940 it's De- detective comics issue it, it must be 36 36 or, or no it's 38 um and so he made his first appearance there um batman adopts him as his ward and that's dick grayson and he is literally robin for freaking 50 years and he pretty much becomes robin until he becomes nightwing like he joins the teen titans and because Who's he's nightwing that's we'll get there <laughs> for that for my audience fans that know i'm so glad she asked that question because that is like my favorite character in dc and so over batman oh yeah i this story reminded me why i like robin more than batman whoa i've always okay. loved because because also too robin was brought in to be a you know from a marketing perspective like kids can't relate to batman but they can relate to the kid partner that's like working with Batman and he's cool and fun and competent. And it's like, think about the sassy kids on their parent to their parents at like on Disney channel that we always used to joke about. (laughs) It's so like, it's like, Oh my gosh, they're so much smarter than their parents. That's how I thought of Robin. Yeah. (laughs) That's an inside joke. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But, um, the, so Robin was brought in for that reason. And obviously me adopting this, so early it just resonated i was the target audience anyways and so um <laughs> for robin to be like the coolest um anyways robin grows up and he and he joins the teen titans like you like you're thinking and in the comics though the teen titan that Kimi no starts in like the 80s mm-hmm. and so by that point he'd been robin for freaking like 40 years and that whole arc is about t- the teens growing up kind of like out of their shadows of their heroes and so he quits him and Bruce are also incompatible because now they're two grown men trying to fight the same war and they're butting heads, you know? And so he, he, he quits. He effectively quits and he says, I'm going to do this on my own. And so then he goes off and he trains himself and he becomes his own hero in a, in a city called Bloodhaven and he becomes Nightwing and it's so freaking cool. And that was my soda. (laughs) Um, he becomes so freaking cool, and uh, I love him. And then Batman gets another Robin, and then he gets another Robin, and then 
He gets like another Robin. Uh, there's like a '90s movie with Robin, right? Yeah, that's Dick Grayson. Yes, but has there been any modern movie with Robin since? No, I know, and it makes me so sad. Do you think it's because people perceive him as cheesy? I don't think it's. Be- I think it's because like it's not. There's no way that in a Nolan movie, like a Christopher Nolan Batman movie, you could justify a grown man putting a child in danger. Like, oh, that's fair. There's try like, and that's why Robin's always aged up. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why they age Make up. Make this eight-year-old do something. <laughs> and so they're like, he's now twenty, and he's not. He's not his sidekick. He's his partner. It's, it's not like, that bad. Yeah, and it's gotcha. like it's like no, Robin is. Because I'm like, by that point, it's too old. But uh, yeah, they haven't done it. But there's shows that do it too. Because we've seen really great interpretations. Like Batman the Animated Series has a great Robin arc. Oh, actually. Oh. I might make Lawrence Day and watch an episode of Batman the Animated Series that goes over the whole Nightwing transition. TBD. Um, but if you if you know what I'm talking about, Batman animated, new Batman Adventures episode, Old Wounds. That was my favorite one. Why? It's about Robin. So, um, okay. You don't care. It's fine. <laughs> that just made, I do care. I just love Robin so much and Nightwing the most. So, anyways, 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 transitioning out of that to actually this story, Robin being introduced was really good. And I think this is the way we're, again, bridging the logical gap of a grown man putting a child in danger. This <laughs> is the one that, like, actually, it makes sense. You know, he wants this kid to have the justice he never got, but then he also, like, prevents him from going too far. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, he leaves Robin in there to fight Joker and Two-Face and whatever. for Which like, is insane. He, he leaves in there for, like, freaking two punches, and then he comes <laughs> in and it solves the problem. I know, like, I don't know it's, like, if it's because of, you know, past movies that I've seen and, like, um, dark night and stuff, but I just find like, I just have always felt that Joker is just like the most terrifying villain period. Oh, he is. He is terrifying. Yeah. And but like he, this he, eight year old is, you know, kicking his booty. Yeah. But he wasn't that terrifying yet. No, he's not. Not in this. Cause remember it, this interpretation of Joker is subject to the time when it was written. That's, but again, it's still timeless. Like I, I sure. think this is what I picture when I picture Joker. I don't picture, uh, and this is not a knock on that movie, but like Joaquin Phoenix, I don't picture that, you know? Yeah. We discussed that. Yeah. Which we is went, interesting. Go listen to uh, Batman long Halloween for that. Uh, but okay. I, I, there's, I didn't realize I, I was like, Oh, I feel like I don't have that many questions, but I actually have more questions. Um, mm. let's talk about the relationship between commissioner Gordon and Miss Porter. And okay. Let, let's talk about her character too. How did you like her? Cause the, he, I, I guess I didn't realize it is kind of inevitable to replace Gotham's district attorney and to bring attention to that. How did you feel about her as the new district attorney? And then her relationship again with commissioner Gordon and Batman as you know, they're dealing with the loss of Harvey. She, well, right. She's like ironic, right? Because she's trying to bring justice. Yeah. But then she's like, with Harvey. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I liked that Gordon was, she brought out the humanity in Gordon, mm. right? Because like we were, she was the window to those moments where we find out about, what's his wife's name? Uh, Barbara? Gordon's wife or? Uh, Gordon. Gordon's wife is Barbara. Yeah. Um, I, 
I don't really feel a type of way about her. Like, I think it's kind of silly. I think it would have been cooler if she was acting as her own agent for her own benefit rather than serving Harvey Dent. Yeah. That came off as like silly to me because she's a badass DA. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, you know, oh, she's in love and she's only doing this because she likes Harvey Dent. Because her man's. Yeah. And I was like, it would have been way cooler if this was an intro into her becoming a villain. Yeah. Because she was also just a brand new character as far as I'm concerned. I didn't. Like no one else exists like her. I've never. No. It's like I don't see her across any other Batman stories other than this one. Yeah. And and that'll that'll happen every now and then, but I'm like, oh, I just didn't. I don't know. I wasn't into it. I thought she was whatever. I thought she was necessary to the plot, but her character fell short. You know what? I just thought it was a complete disservice to like tie her origin into Harvey's, or like her. Yeah, and also the whole thing about her like being his student. Yeah, I, I was like, like, eh, and unnecessary. Hated that a lot. I was like. It, well, you know, I feel like we had one one of those moments in When in Rome, yep. and I feel like we had one of these now, and I'm like, you know, I'll let it slide because a lot of the good, you know, mo- this story is mostly good that made up for all that, but I think that's also a trope that wouldn't have, I don't want to say wouldn't have, because sometimes that stuff still slides by in, in publishing today. And like, Even today? It's so corny. Do you ever remember watching Batman the Killing Joke animated movie with you, with me? No. We went to the theater. I do remember like seeing it. I don't remember what happened. Uh, better left unwatched because they did something with Batgirl that I absolutely hate in that movie. Like, movie's fine, but what they did with Batgirl, like one scene and everyone who has seen it knows what I'm talking about. I hated it. Well, I'll maybe tell you about it later. But uh, anyways. Anyways, going back to this and her. That was the one thing where I was like, I actually really liked her dynamic with Gordon. You liked it. I, Why? I like that she wanted in. Not like to him and Batman, but she's like, yo, you're the commissioner and I'm the DA. We need to be working together. And he kind of made himself incredibly unavailable to her and, and resentful because of Harvey. And but what, don't you think she was disingenuous with that? Well, you find out why later. But yeah. I mean, at the very beginning, I really did like her. And then, you know, I don't know. I didn't mind. I like the plot twist of her and Harvey like being together because I didn't remember that at all. I was like, oh, wow. And so then, but then finding out the reasons why they're together, I was like, oh, that's stupid. Like, and then her. I just am like, I- I'm curious, like, why, like, I- in any story, I'm like, why would you choose to write that? Or why would you choose to have that happen? And I'm like, when those moments happen of them like being dressed inappropriately or over-sexualized or whatever, it just really doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah, and, and I feel like this one suffered from that a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, and, and I didn't want that. I think Porter could have been a really cool villain, so yeah, don't I, steal my idea, anybody. Well, she's dead, so they can't. <laughs> okay people die like five million times and then relive so it's fine you're right especially in the comics now she's getting it <laughs> but, like, welcome to the club uh, that get, do you want to know why there are so many robins no just kidding <laughs> sometimes though but um that okay so i guess uh, we're winding down i got i got like a couple more questions how did you like the build-up and then the delivery of the hangman Ending, reveal, all of it. Uh, let me think about that. I can tell you what I thought, and that is... You didn't like it. I did, 
for I think same thing happened in the last one where it's like they set up, set up, set up, set up, and then they just tie it all in a bow in the last issue. And I was like, oh my gosh, like guys, like you definitely could have spilled some of this arc over into 10, 11, 12 because I thought some of the stuff did drag on a lot. I thought 13 issues was a lot. And I feel like some of it was just filler. And I, yeah. love, I like it. I, lo- I love the art, love the writing. But I was like, I felt like the, the last story was just so concise. Every uh, panel. Yeah, so when I'm, even in the beginning when I was like, oh my gosh, it was long. Like, I felt like there was moments where I was like, I'm not really getting much out of the plot. Yeah, like that, the, them showing the hangman murders. I was like, oh, I, why is this relevant to the plot, though? Like, how is this moving anything forward? Like, okay, this person died. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. I think it was harder because you knew that they were cops, but that didn't really add much to the story for me, which I guess you find out that these are all people who built Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. But you only learn that. Like, if we could have had some backstory to each person a little bit more yeah. maybe it would have meant a little bit more yeah it, i'm not sure i don't know well because it's, it's not like we had so much i don't think that i i also don't know if i love that idea of a hangman like as the, like the gimmicky kind of moniker yeah. yeah i don't know why but it was something about the 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 knickknacks for each holiday that really just oh yeah that was me, cool you know and i was like i, I was like maybe like the calling card or something like i don't know it was just the merge were kind of lost on me because i'm also like Okay, we've done we've done the monthly murder thing. Yeah, so that's why I was like, we're gonna do the holiday thing again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then and then them being like, okay, because the gilded shoe drop, the fans know. I did not know for years that it was Gilda. <laughs> After reading the, you're book, like, I never knew. After reading the book several times, I didn't know it was Gilda. <laughs> so it wasn't. You're like Gilda who? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like Gilda, Gilda, be kidding me. Like, that was the first one I could think of. Oh, but, uh, Lord. Yeah, no, I was like, I don't know what's happening here. And so, anyways, with Gilda, I was like, Meh, I don't know how I feel about this. Anyways, with how it is now. I kind of liked that it was Sophia. I was just like, okay, it was, it was the, she, they're like, whoa, she's not in a wheelchair. She doesn't need it. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Really? Like. <laughs> You could have literally yeah. chosen Dead Porter, and I would have been more surprised. That would have been that would have been sick. That would have <laughs> been sick. Like, but I do. Oh my gosh, the part that I did really like when it tied back to when in Rome. Oh what? Oh, the very end. The vi- no, the oh. well, yes, the very end. But like when, oh, when um, Catwoman is explaining, like you have no idea. You felt bad for Harvey Dent, and you didn't even throw the acid. Imagine how I feel because, and then you're like, because that's her sister. Oh my gosh. She, and then, and then her talking to Alconi and saying like, you, she's like, you know, I didn't even know you dad. I didn't know. I I knew you were my real father. And I was like, ah, I think that's in my head canon too. I didn't know how I felt about uh, Falcone being her father. I'm down with it. Yeah. I, and I also, this like kind of relates back to the, there's like one part, I forget which Falcone says it, where they're like, yeah, like gangsters and freaks. Like there's not much that's different between us. Yeah. 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 And I was like, damn, yeah. it's true. I was down. It was good. It was good. You know, again, Selena's it, both. That's why she's so cool. 
You're you're down. She's I'm a freak like, and she's a gangster. <laughs> Dang, thank you. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my body. I'm a freak and a gangster. Oh my gosh, be that good. should be your new like. <laughs> I'm thinking LinkedIn. I'm gonna put on my LinkedIn. Page. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, oh but God. okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> Did you have a favorite moment? I already talked about mine. Mm, yours was Robin? Um, it was when Alfred told Bruce the worst parts about being alone. Because oh. I thought the beats, we had like two beats with freaking Alfred and Robin. And I think those character beats were absolutely perfect both times. And so that one, I, when Alfred's his moral compass, that's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people like that, right? Is that a general thing that people like? I haven't talked to any other, anyone else about it for this story in particular. I, I don't know why I feel so tied. Maybe it's because I'm obsessed with, like, celebrity gossip and, like, knowing people's business. <laughs> but when Selena, like, leaves Bruce Ooh. and she's like, I'm done. And she tries to reveal herself and he's like, no. Yeah. Oh, oh and especially because I'm like... Why'd you, you, I feel like he's closer to <laughs> Why'd you? Why did you, why would you have done it to Harvey, but not, why'd you do it to Robin? Like, he's like, oh, you yeah. my house He's like, hello, little child. He's like, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, when, yeah, I just, I, I love their relationship. I just really do. And, and I think that she is like a point for Batman. Like he, he wants to be with her, but doesn't. And like. Yeah. And when with you talked about like which I still really like that you said like villains like are the pieces missing of Batman. Yeah. They're parts of him. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Selena. No surprise there cuz I've read two now, I think yeah. for her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three. Um she's in all the stories, all the Batman stories you've read. But again, it always goes back to the fact that they're both alone and maybe they're meant to be that way. I don't think they're supposed to be together. <sighs> Kyle and I had a really interesting conversation about, they, they said, oh, do, he said, oh, do you think Bruce is supposed to be with Selena? And I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, there's nobody else romantically he's supposed to be with, but I think Bruce's like life partner is Alfred. I don't, mm. I, th- I think he literally like is destined to be alone because that's literally his, the burden and the, the, the oath he made to his parents. Yeah. Like, there's no room for any of that. And so. Um, I I, I, li- I think I re-listened to that episode, which is very vain of me because I was You're like, like, dang, I sound so good. I was like, dang, that's true, Cameron. <laughs> I was like, wow, I made a really good point. You're going to listen back on this one just to be like freak and a gangster. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was about to say that. Oh my gosh. Um, um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, when she leaves him the note and she's like, no, for real, I'm done. Yeah, I was exactly. like, yeah, um, girl. Oh man. I liked she, that part. I like, I, I, I like Catwoman a lot. I like the way she's she she doesn't need Bruce either, and no. that's that's the coolest part about her is that. And I think the best couples like they they don't need one another in no. in, in comics. I mean, like, I don't and know. it's funny because Alfred is like a voice of reason to Selena too. He's just always the voice of reason. He called he called her over for for, for like Thanksgiving yeah. dinner, and I was like, that is so freaking perfect. Yeah, and she's just like, yo, is this worth it? And he, she he's like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like biased. He's like, yeah. <laughs> um, last, uh, I guess, last question. Um, what, what do you rate this out of 10? 
Oh, I always forget that this is the last question. It's a good question. Um, I'd give it an eight. Oh, that's a good that's a good rating. I think I'd give it a seven point five. Yeah, I was thinking like seven point seven seven, but that seemed oddly specific. No, that's if that's what your heart tells you, then <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, no, I really like um, I liked it a lot. I like uh, yeah, I. It's it's a good story again. Like you know, there were more parts. There's some parts that like fell flat, obviously, that we talked about. But when it when it was good, it was excellent. And I think yeah, that's, I that, agree. That's what I see from this team consistently. There's more books. You know what I, I was thinking as I was reading this that I want to give you to read is uh, one of my other favorite. I think my my all time favorite Batman writer. His name is uh, Chuck Dixon, and he wrote just Batman all throughout the nineties. And so. He, he wrote the first Robin Solo series, first Nightwing Solo series, but then he gave everyone um, their own year one story. So I actually loaned Lauren Batman year one a while ago, and she'll read it eventually, but <laughs> like hashtag shade. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag freak and a gangster. Hashtag freak and gangster. It's because you whispered, and I'm wearing headphones, and I heard that whisper. Um but oh, I lost my train of thought. It's fine. Oh, he gave them each their year, their own year one titles. So he did a Batgirl year one and a Robin year one. And it's just like their first year of being like Batman oh. in the Bat family. And it's so cool. So I'll throw that your way one of these days when I get all moved in. But um, yeah. Okay. So you gave it a, an eight. I gave it a 7.5. Somewhere in the middle. 7.7. 7. 7.77. Great great story i just you know it makes me wish that i had more jeff loeb like robin moments jeff loeb the writer oh i like i want him to write robin i'm like is he alive yes okay he actually fun fact i think you know i also decided to they did the the main other batman book that they did together is called batman haunted night Ooh, that sounds spooky you and i are gonna do it for halloween i decided (gasps) Oh my gosh, I love that. But That's a I great also, idea. I have great news. I was very proud of that idea too. You're I, like, dang. I, I am so <laughs> They are actually so good. They're coming back to Batman actually this Halloween for a Halloween special, like an actual Halloween special. And so I thought I thought, oh, that could be a fun bonus episode that we do. Ooh, so, I like that. And, and that'll be a single issue. So it'll be like Haunted Night is a bunch of short stories, and then this one. Then there's like a bat, I think it's called Batman Halloween, like long Halloween special number one or something. And it's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what it's about, but it it was announced because Jeff Loeb was working for Marvel for a long time. And where, who did he write? uh, What did he write? He wrote a bunch of Marvel stories. He did a whole color series, which Mm. is really cool. Did Um, the, did the fans like that? Yes. Yes. It's yeah. It's if if you ever want to dip into Marvel again, uh, those are where I'd probably start you because number one, you also, it'll be familiar for you because of that team and it's very digestible. Um, but he did, he was, he was the head of Marvel television for a long time because he actually was a movie writer. He was a a screenwriter. He wrote Mm. the first Teen Wolf movie. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Oh yes. He wrote that. Hmm. And so he was in film for a long time and then he went over to comics. Wow. What a like that crazy twist yeah he, he it's wild and so that's you know i really would just love to see more film writers write like comics and like see that narr- like could you imagine a quentin tarantino comic book like i would lose it <laughs> everyone would lose it well i'd lose it in maybe that's what he'll do once he retires yeah alleged i was listening to him today on joe rogan which is of course you did i don't listen to you know what not hey go listen to joe rogan if you like it 
I'm just not a Joe Rogan guy myself. I'm just like, yo, I also don't have three hours. It's very vain of me to say this on my podcast. As you listen to your own (laughs) podcast. I'm like, (laughs) dang, that was Has time to listen to his own podcast, but not Joe Rogan. That was, I'm going to, yes, I've never had an episode three hours. I, but, but you're tempted. I mean, we're doing two episodes for Halloween. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, Jeff Loeb, and so and so his contract with Marvel kind of expired. He he was let go, and he's back up for grabs pretty much. And nice. DC's like, you gave us. A, he's the, I would argue he's the best Batman writer. Like, okay, I think you know when it comes to best and favorite. Chuck I think is who? Chuck Dixon. He wrote Batman too. Uh, he wrote it more like canonically. Like these these are separate. You know from right. Like you know, there's Batman issue six hundred. Batman issue. Da, da, da. He also wrote one of the best. Again, not with uh, Tim Sale, he was a different guy. He wrote one of the best Batman stories of all time in Batman Hush. Actually, like my, my first comic book issue ever. And so um, he's just done amazing work at DC. And I think when you look at his Batman like work uh, against you know who, whoever anyone would say is the best, if he's not number one for you guys, then I think he'd be number two or three because he's that good. Hmm. So he's great. And so... Um, yeah, there we go with Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, Batman Dark Victory. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the Cameron's Comics Pod. We, yeah. You're going to be back because I'm going to make you. So Thanks for having me, and also thank you for not asking me. But What, what was our sponsor today? That Acid? Okay. And also, that Acid. Co- promo code Zuko. Zuko. <laughs> that Acid promo, for all you freaks and gangsters. <laughs> hey, freaks and gangsters. <laughs> I really hope that this is a recurring thing. <laughs> And guess what, Lauren? You just called all your friends freaks and gangsters. <laughs> oh, my god! And gosh. this is how I'll be remembered. Okay. Uh, oh, this is good. This is good. Uh, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on the Cameron's Comics Pod. Uh, if you are listening, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And make sure to, uh, yeah, leave us a rating and review. That'd be really fun. I have, like, seven. Feel free to just blow up that number. And if you're listening on YouTube, uh, make sure to collaborate those like and subscribe buttons. So thank you, uh, Lauren, and we'll see you next time. Bye.